Happy Friday from Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. Jonathan Smith is finishing up his week with me, and I'm really looking forward to where we're going because we have been all over the place this week. We have been, and now we're going to go for a little road trip. Oh, I love road trips. Yes. When we think of a road trip today, we think, you know, you jump in the back of a station. Everybody does it. Well, as you know, you know, cars haven't been around that long, and when they first were introduced... You had to be rich to have a car. So there weren't a lot of people doing road trips. Thanks to Henry Ford and the Model T, people could suddenly take road trips. That's a very long-winded way of introducing this book, The Vagabonds, by Jeff Gwynn, read by Josh Hamilton. And it's the story of how, now get this crew, Henry Ford and Thomas Edison, sometimes John Burroughs, the naturalist, author, and lecturer, and Harvey Firestone, would go on road trips. Can you imagine? No. Those four. And they did this on and off between sort of like the early, I'd say 1910, 1915 to the 1920s. But they tried to get together once a year and do this road trip. So the Vagabonds tells the story of another unknown part of American history that is fascinating. Where I just think, how could I have not known that Henry Ford... One of the the most prominent Americans in our country's history, and Thomas Edison, one of the greatest inventors ever, used to go on road trips together. I mean, did you have any clue? That I did not know. Yeah, and then you throw in, you know, John Burroughs, who's a little older. He was like a crusty old guy, and he was always the one they kind of had to convince. They they would actually, at times, bring, and of course, it was Henry Ford, so he had tons of money and. He wasn't always driving a Model T. He'd have a bigger car, and they'd have a chef, and they'd have... they. But they'd camp out. They'd go to upstate New York or down to Florida or uh, up into the Michigan Peninsula, and he'd bring, you know, tents, and they'd sleep in tents. Now, a lot of times, Burroughs would complain, and even Edison, a couple in the later parts, they'd bring, like, a crew of people. So there'd be, like, one or two other people. You know what Henry Ford would do? There, there, there would be times where, like, the car would break down, because, again... This is like 1920, 1930. The roads were terrible. There was one time where the car broke down. There was uh, something with the radiator fan broke. And they're like, we, we don't know what to do. There's no garage around for miles. Henry Ford got out of the car. And so let me take a look. He somehow clipped things together, sewed different things, fixed it. Because that's what Henry Ford was. He was a, a tinkerer. Yeah. And he thought with his hands. And what, what this book does really well was showed me a side of Henry Ford I didn't know. And this was his adulation of Thomas Edison and, you know, just what he meant to this country and transportation in terms of how revolutionary the Model T was. And not to be, I mean, not to bring up negative things, but he also was an incredibly problematic figure. Yes, they they talk about his anti, in particular, his anti-Semitism and, you know, how he was not, pro-union, how, you know, he was definitely an anti-Semitic. So before we talk too much, why don't we take a little listen to this clip where we'll get a sense of how good Hamilton does narrating the story, and you'll get a sense of just, you know, the sort of the folksy way he, he carries this off. This is The Vagabonds by Jeff Gwynn, read by Josh Hamilton. On February 23rd, 1914, Nine and a half years before Henry Ford and Thomas Edison dropped in on Jet Bisbee in Paris, Michigan, 2,000 people swarmed around the train depot in Fort Myers, 
a small but growing town on Florida's west coast. The crowd, comprising virtually the entire area population, included quite a few people toting homemade banners and a small brass band ready to strike up celebratory tunes. Everyone sweated in the warm sunshine. The Atlantic coastline train they awaited was almost a half hour late, and as they milled impatiently, their excitement became increasingly mixed with concern. Thomas Edison, by far Fort Myers' most famous, if only part-time, resident, was scheduled to arrive for his annual months-long escape from the winter cold and business cares of New Jersey. And if newspaper reports from up north were to be believed, he was bringing along not only his wife and three youngest children, but also two prominent friends. So who knew Thomas Edison was a snowbird? Uh, yeah, exactly. And and there's a little thing in there about how he promised to bring electricity to the town he stayed at, and that took a while. But it's neat little stuff like that, that if you if you like sort of these little weird bits of history, I think you'll, you'll enjoy this book quite a bit. I love, I also love the word vagabond. Yes, vagabond is a great It's a great word. word. And it's a great title for this book. Yeah. The Vagabonds by Jeff Gwynn, read by Josh Hamilton. Well, thank you very much, Jonathan. It's been a pleasure as always. I enjoyed my week with you. Go gentle with the semicolons is all I can say. <laughs> thank you. I will. I will. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Support for Behind the Mic comes from Paperback Classics, a new imprint from Oasis Family Media. Behind the Mic is produced by Jessica Lockhart. Robin Witten, Michelle Cobb, Emily Connolly, and Jonathan Smith are contributors. Jennifer Dow is our editor. The music is William Ross Chernoff's Nomads, Four Way. And I'm your host, Joe Reed. Good listening.